Hey. Hey, Michael. How you doing? <laughs> Good. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. It's been it's been an interesting week. Mmm. You got a tank top on. You're looking pretty buff. Oh, thank you. I'm trying to keep cool. I saw you. Yeah. Oh, is it? Are you hot in your house? Uh, a little bit. I just finished doing some yoga. Finished up a oh, yoga okay. session, so I was I was warm. But I saw you were doing, you were doing um, the this challenge. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. I'm loving it. What is? Will you describe it? Yeah, so it's a um, it's a six week challenge from this company on it, and it's a company that I really love. They make supplements, fitness equipment. In all weird fitness equipment, kettlebells, for example, mm-hmm. kettlebells, battle rope, the steel maces. They have this weird bag that, um, I feel like what they traditionally called it, like a Bulgarian bag or something like that. You do these weird exercises with it, and they made one that you fill it with water, so then it becomes even mm-hmm. more unstable. Because when you stop the movement, oh. it keeps moving because of the momentum. Well, so they make cool stuff like that and supplements and they've been making workout programs and they just came out with new ones. So they've done a six week challenge and you just post stuff along the way. And at the end, everyone writes a 500 word essay and they're going to pick winners and they pick one man and one woman and they get $6,000 and a thousand dollars credit towards on it products. Whoa. Yeah, and it's not about who can gain the most muscle or lose the most fat type thing. They're trying to see who can, like, uh, how the programs transform you outside of your workouts. Yeah, okay. And it's been really cool. Uh, if it wasn't for that competition, I probably wouldn't have bought it. Hmm. Just the idea of possibly winning six grand and a thousand dollars towards their products was uh, very intriguing. Yeah, and then but you, it sounds like you already were interested in the company before. Oh yeah, you made that choice. Oh yeah, no, I love the company. I buy a lot of stuff from them. I just hadn't bought yeah. bought any of their workout programs, and it was cool because I was thinking. Uh, I picked the steel mace because I have two steel maces and I haven't really used them much. I don't really know all how to manipulate them well. And I was thinking, oh, whoa, I actually had some trauma from before in my life about being a warrior and different things. So I was thinking, oh, I, I could work on processing that trauma while I'm doing this program and just reconnect more with that warrior aspect with myself through that mace because it is like tra- ancient Indian training for the like maces they used in Middle Eastern warfare. Um, mm. And then it also, dude, it's crazy because I have a Hanuman statue that was given to me when the yoga center... I used to go to in high school closed and it was a, a Hanuman statue someone got as a remembrance of Nick who was my role like my good friend and role model growing up who killed himself and I've had this Hanuman mm-hmm. statue 
for a few months now and I've really been needing to mm. get rid of it but I've had a hard time letting go of it even though it's something I mm. probably really shouldn't own like the Hanuman statue was a little bit broken so Melissa's dad my father-in-law was like oh you you need to fix it or or bring it to a temple to get it dealt with and then I let it sit outside for two days and then I went to pick it up and it broke from the ankles like I just picked up Hanuman and he broke from both uh-huh. of his ankles and I was like whoa I definitely shouldn't have this like yeah. this just needs to get uh-huh. put out someplace so I'm gonna I'm gonna go bury it out in the woods um, and do a little ceremony but it's cool because the steel mace the gata that I'm training with in India like Hanuman actually has one of the maces Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's weird all this stuff that's coming up. Like, I wasn't expecting that to be something that popped up from the Steel Mace program. But it's making me yeah. like, oh, whoa, like, I need to deal with this Hanuman statue. And now I have a practice that I can honor the Hanuman and the aspects and Nick. And so it's like, it's, it's kind of wild. It's weird when you set out the mm. intention to heal yourself in a deeper way. Mm. And it literally could be a workout program. It could be P90X. It could be Zumba YouTube videos. But if you put the intention mm. that you're going to heal something deeper, it will happen, which is just mm. kind of cool. Do you think, like, probably because you're, you're open to it, and then, like, life is just allows for those circumstances to come into your, your, your being, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think those deeper things that need to be healed or those things that need to actually happen around you, like I do, I honestly do need to, it's probably bad juju to have the broken Hanuman statue, which was like a, Mm. which was bought in remembrance because someone killed themselves. So it's probably got, like, if you look at it from a feng shui point of view, probably isn't the best Mm -hmm. thing really to have as a possession in my house. It probably has... Mm -hmm negativity around it mm. but it's pretty hard to like to let it go because i was really happy to receive it and have a remembrance of nick and something to honor him but obviously it, it was not it's not the right way because also the guy the the man who owned the yoga center when he gave it to me he he said he felt like a, just a weight of relief because he had owned it and they had it in the yoga center for eight years or something Hmm. so it's kind of it was it was wild and i was just on instagram watching steel mace videos because there's some people who do really cool stuff it it becomes a flow art prop and people do wild stuff Mm. like wando would have found it interesting to watch um yeah it's like exercise and flow arts together and this one guy has a gym where he teaches mace and club stuff and he does a lot of poi patterns, but he had a huge Hanuman mural mm. on the wall holding the mace. And I was like, oh, Whoa. my God, that's the Gata. Like, I'm training with a with a modified, modernized Gata. That was the weapon that Hanuman held. And then it's like, whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, life is full of surprises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's that program. 
And it's been good because the steel mace is a really good morning workout. Because my, my mace is 10 pounds. It's not heavy. Mm. But moving with right it. On. And as you move it fast well, and I, or move it around, yeah. it's it gets hard. Because you get to recuperate when I watch so many it, muscles. Yeah, when I watch those videos you're doing. And also, I saw, um, I saw you using that and held one of yours when we lived together in Ipswich. Um, yeah, they're, I mean, you know, they're a reasonable amount of weight. And then when you're moving it around, yeah, that's like, it's a workout, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that so that's been cool. It's been a nice addition to things, and it's been nice in this quarantine. I've really I've probably I'm probably in the best shape I've ever been in. Like I just I feel very functional. Like all my training's been very, mm. very odd, and it's either gymnastics or the steel mace or biking. So it's all very movement based. Nice. Yeah. That's great, dude. Yeah. Those, those have been some of the big things from this week for me. How's your week been? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> good. Um, so we're entering into the final week of school for me. Um, nice. So I, yeah, and because I'm, I didn't, I, I used to be, wired in a way where i'd like kind of procrastinate on things like Mm -hmm. especially in high school but now like i feel like i'm like the nerd of the class like yeah i i finished my literature course work and my history of art coursework early so that i could focus on the two art the two like studio classes i have Uh so i finished those like soon after we had talked last and then i just start started putting my head down in in the in the work for the two studio classes and um it's been good i feel like i'm learning a lot of new things uh learning how to use photoshop more efficiently and learning how to edit videos uh or like learning different things of how like i've always like been editing videos but this week i i learned how to like for instance the video i'm doing right now mixes animation and live action so you like while there's live action happening there's animation drawings on the same image Mm -hmm. so it's like it's just something I couldn't do before because you have to create a PNG file in Photoshop. Yeah. And now that I'm like le- learning Photoshop, it's translating into animation work. So it's kind of cool because I'm just like having another moment of appreciation when you learn something in one area, how it like can benefit another area of your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, but also me and Hannah are, are doing well. We're, uh, you know, we're in quarantine together, but living um, with a lot of love for each other, and that's awesome. And it, the weather's been getting better, so that you can't even like compare to like yeah. how I felt over the winter, because it's just like 
sure we're in quarantine, but at least you can go like walk in the in the sun or lay down in the sun. Yeah, I don't imagine if this quarantine was happening during the dead of winter, it would it would be rough. I know. I think we'd be pretty sad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know quite quite what I would do because I've pretty much any time it's nice out. I'll if I have to do computer work, I'll bring my computer outside and I'll have an extension yeah. cord and I'll just have all my stuff plugged in so I can I'm good to go. Right. Right. But yeah. Yeah, it's wild. I feel the I feel like the quarantine and the pandemic has kind of gotten to me more this week for some reason than other weeks. Like I, I mm. maybe I had to go shopping twice this week and I just realized how much I hate shopping. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Partly just the time it takes up, especially I'm getting so used to having my whole day to whatever I need to get done and how I, in the order I want to do it, and then it's like uh-huh. one trip to Home Depot, which would normally take I don't know twenty minutes, is now an hour. And it's kind of mm. awkward because you're in line and everyone's anxious. Yeah. So it's been yeah. It's been like it's been a good week, but somewhat of an emotional week. And I was in a mm. meeting for for work, and my job's going to be slightly different. I'm I went I went I've been teaching the last two years level one students, so when they first come to the country, teaching them English, and now next year the plan is I'm going to be level three and four, so they're English is, like, perfect as far as social English, but they're just lacking academic English. They can struggle in their classes. So that's a change. And I'm not going to have my own classroom, so I'm going to – each class I teach will be in a different classroom. Wow. Yeah, so it's a whole new challenge, which is kind of exciting because my last year wasn't the best school year as far as some Mm -hmm. of the issues I was having with – or not even issues. It was just strange communication patterns I was having with other teachers I worked with. So now I'm not going to mm. actually be involved with any of those teachers in any way. So it's kind of a kind of a blessing. Cool. Yeah. And I was hoping not. I was hoping that I was going to be able to transition out of teaching sooner. But it seems as of right now, with how the economy still isn't opened up again, that that might be kind of a a weird time to transition. Okay. Um, like, what was your initial my initial timetable looking like? My initial timetable was I was hoping that this school year would be my last year teaching in a public school, and that next year I wouldn't go back, and maybe pick up a part time job just to get some money here and there and do some yeah. different things while I was like building up the group stuff, but part partly it seems I'm not sure how the economy's gonna be, especially for group things. Also, I I would feel a little bit bad because m- we missed so much of this school year and it's gonna be like all, mm. all hands on deck next year. So I would kind of feel a little guilty getting paid through this time and I'm and I'm still working and doing stuff but a lot of it's going to be realistically planning stuff for next year is what they want us to do 
this year would be mostly planning for next year. Yeah, like a lot of the meetings we're going to have now is going to be spending time really developing plans for next year so we kind of figure things out. But it it's kind of crazy. I, you know, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, you you go in with something because it's probably... Well, I just feel, I feel like I, I want to play devil's advocate because I feel like I, I understand that. Um, and But... Uh, at the same time, when you're really excited and passionate about something, sometimes I feel like you just got to go all in, you know what I mean? At some yeah. point, I'm going to have to just say, I can't work at Russell Orchards this year. I got to just... Yeah. I got to just dive head first, you know? And um, um, it, I think even if you're helping the, the, the group... What I hear from you is there's two issues, and to me, even if even if you're helping the group to understand what someone else would do in your position for the next year, yeah, um, that would be helpful. I feel like, you know, like when it comes to doing what you really want to do, you can, you can't let like uh, I feel like I would I would hope that you can feel like you can not let you know other people's plans get in your way yeah um though i though i completely understand um like if russell orchards is short staffed like i'd feel like oh they like need me yeah um yeah but if the and then the other problem being um the economy i see that too and we don't really know what it's gonna look like yeah in, after like a year from now i know yeah um, it's, it's strange too because now as i've been doing listening to more people i've been hearing talks of reoccurrence or is it, if this comes back again and it closes down maybe we open up for a few months and then we have to close down again and mm -hmm. weird stuff like that and it's tough because there's the battle in my head, which is the battle that you're talking about, which is when you have that passion for it, you just need to go for it and jump in, mixed with the economic reality that there's businesses that are mm -hmm. probably closing down because of this, even though they did everything mm -hmm. perfectly, they planned everything, they worked really hard, they put their heart and soul into it, but mm -hmm. there's just the weirdness mm -hmm. that this, is, I mean, it's a, it's kind of an unprecedented event. We've had bigger events like this in the past, but I don't think we had the economic structures like we did in the past. Everything was yeah. more local, so I feel mm -hmm. it probably affected things less. Like, I would imagine the Spanish flu didn't affect farming in quite the same way it is mm -hmm. now because farming is so separated from cities. But I don't know. Mm, mm -hmm. It's such a it's such a weird time. I don't know. But I guess like if August comes around and things and I'm actually starting to it's everything's starting to open up and I'm starting to be able to do things and it looks promising, I would it would I would have to really think about the decision from there. Yeah. But at this yeah. point, I've had to start making the plan different because it's like oh well I'm not gonna leave that job if there if i like actually physically am not able to start 
what I was planning mm. on starting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't... You, you, there's probably no way of making income outside of doing events for what you're trying to do. At first, yeah, because events are going to be probably some of my main income anyways but it's also going to be the main way i spread word about the other things i'm creating now mm, mm-hmm. so it's it's like it's kind of like i guess it's like a double hit i don't know it's just such a yeah. weird thing because it's like as a i was expecting by now to hear more about things opening up and this kind of blowing over Mm-hmm. But it seems the more I listen to mm-hmm. from like well like well educated people and people working in different fields that this is way trickier than AKA I think. AKA everyone other than Trump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But but like Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, it's 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 more nuanced. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's hard to judge things. So it, there's Yeah, been... I've also heard that uh it might um sweep the world again and like and the possibility which is kind of freaky and you know maybe we don't worry about it until it might be true is that it could be a much stronger virus when it comes back again yeah who knows yeah which makes sense because that's kind of like sometimes that happens with uh you know viruses so um yeah, I think it sounds like until we actually have an ep- a um, a uh, vaccine, then it won't it won't yeah. really go away. Yeah, but I mean, I've been I've been taking things because I'm I'm trying to focus so much on gratitude and seeing the positive sides and trying and making yeah. things work for me. Because that is one thing I've been super grateful about this quarantine is that. I've been able to sit with my mind so much that Mm. I'll notice Mm -hmm. I'll be doing things I love to do. I'll be doing things I want to Mm. do, but I'll still feel a little off in my head. And I just have to stop in those moments and really think, all right, you love playing piano. You actually want to play piano, but because this is becoming a routine, it's starting to become difficult for you. But you, but ultimately, you uh, actually really enjoy playing piano. So just remember, it's like you have the time right now to play piano. You should be happy and grateful. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, that's true. Like, I but I have to stop myself a lot lately, and just and just remember to mm. be grateful that I'm doing something because I could be sick mm-hmm. or all these other things. But even just, it's actually stuff I want to do. If I really like think about it, if I've made a list of things I want to do. Yeah, you're doing those things. Yeah, so I've been working on the gratitude thing, and I was thinking, because the goal for teaching now is to become way more tech available and making things functional, functionable for if this happens again. Mm-hmm. It seems mm. like schools are thinking, even when we begin for next school year, it may not be the same. Like, I've heard talks of it. Yeah. Like, one month on one month off or maybe mm. we'll have to take two weeks off like randomly so it's like there's a bigger push for 
all these tech things and technically for being wellness I'm trying to create online courses and video stuff anyways so it just gives me more time to practice mm. and I can start right. this summer with like reading the stories and filming things and making online platforms and different stuff anyway so it's I'll be working on similar skills so I'm trying to just take the positive if yeah. I do have to go back okay yeah remind me what was your um your accountability task this week my accountability task was one thing i i put was to do the audio from the last one so i did that and then oh yeah yeah i was planning on edit the podcast podcast. and then i was gonna work on some flyers which actually i didn't get to so it's something I actually need to okay. get to for this next week. Um, oh man, this is the first time that's happened. Am I supposed to punish you, or like, what am I supposed to? I don't know. Do? Yeah, I guess you guess you're like, Greg. Yeah, bad Greg. Yeah, you just gotta point a finger at me <laughs> and just look you at go, me. Bad Greg. Disappointed. Yeah, I'll shake my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's no, funny because that's not the. It's funny because we that's actually not the never. Spirit of it. We never set something up because so far we've been on on task with stuff. Yeah, what if it's like you'll get less chocolate from me when I see you? Okay, that works. No, it's funny as I noticed because last time, the other times we've texted each other the tasks, and then I would remind myself by looking at the task. So I actually have, I've, uh, I've corrected yeah, that, and I have down. a little notebook. And I'm gonna write it down. Um, as much as I love, so this is something interesting related to that. Like I'm such a, like a planner kind of person yeah. sometimes. Sometimes I, it ebbs and flows, right? Like some, some weeks I've, I don't plan a thing yeah. and it, it's kind of nice. But then other times when there's a lot going on, I just need to like write it down. And I've been using the notes function on my laptop to like section out like, okay, this class, this class, and then. I don't know, let's try it, the podcast, and the things I have to do under that, and then that way, like, instead of, I don't know, it's hard to describe, because, yeah, if I don't have all the things I have to do for the week, like, laid out, then I'll I'll totally forget. I know, me too. I get so caught up in different projects sometimes. It's so easy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you, okay, so so you had the sound. Yeah, so the sound, the the um, the flyers, which I need to do, and then the other thing was just continue to work on the the plan. I don't know. I'll have to come up with a word for it. I guess it's to developing a root for being wellness. Just going over all the different stuff. Mm. Just thinking, like all your, all thinking about branding. Yeah, it's kind of hard. I guess it, I the way I'm going to put it is building the root. Thinking about colors, branding, my voice, yeah. different plans for things. It's like just developing that whole foundation. Um, and I was right doing that. I, I, I'm also reading The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, which is like a phenomenal book. I don't know if you've read any of it. Oh, stuff. I heard about that one. Oh, my God. Dude, it's it's bigger than just it's a it's a book that's geared towards business and starting and becoming having financial freedom and he Mm. has really cool concepts where he talks about 
just the stupidity of retirement, for example. Like working really hard in the prime of your life. So then you have more free time in a time of your life where you're not as mobile, you might not be as in good at health, different things like that. And he was just saying we should be developing having many retirements, like taking a mm. trip for a month each year or so, like setting up a lifestyle around that. Mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. at one point it was talking about like really plan out like what would your day consist of if money was not an issue and it was like really like like go deep what are the mm. things you would want to do what would you do regularly things like that and it it was cool because for me I thought if money was not an issue I would spend way more time in nature yeah and I yeah. would go camping and hiking more and actually all this stuff that isn't even that expensive and it mm-hmm. and, and so it made me think whoa, I need to plan into my life doing those things more. And if there's some yeah. camping gear I need to buy, I should just buy it while I, if I have the money to because it's it's so worth it if it gets me out into nature more. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool book for that. That's a, that's a pretty rebellious um, concept for this country, really, is like thinking around because it's just so habitualized that we work 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 you know what I mean yeah um, and like I, I remember seeing Michael Moore's uh, one of uh, my favorite documentaries of his um, shoot I can't remember the name of it right now but uh, basically it's about like borrowing ideas from other countries uh-huh. that the US could adopt yeah have you seen it? I don't know. I I probably have. Because I remember at one point I, know, I, I think you don't. Have, you, we might have even seen it together. Yeah. Oh, okay. Back well, in well I remember just listening to people in Italy in the way that the dude. I was like, oh, that is a dream. Like the the way that like workers in Italy are not necessarily seen as lesser than the ceos of the same company like yeah they they can share ideas and then also they get like two week paid vacation every year and then like if you don't do that you can add it up or it might have been more than two weeks i feel like it's like a month a year and you can add it up so there were like people talking about how they were like yeah we just added it up for for three years and had like a three-month vacation oh. to go like travel the world yeah and i was just like yeah like that and they all they were all talking about how they loved their job like they're all happy with work and it's it i feel like it in america we focus on like what is the job that you're going to be so happy doing as opposed to like what are the overarching like what is the overarching lifestyle we can inhabit that like will make us happy yeah you know yeah so and that's what's cool about the four-hour work week it's a book about lifestyle because he says it's not Mm. it's not about having money like what you actually want like if you want to have money and be rich you actually probably don't care about the money what you care about is the activities you what you care about is the lifestyle Mm. 
So first you need to start by designing lifestyle to meet what you want. And then the money and all the different things, you'll figure that out after. Whereas we're in reverse. In America, it's like we're taught work, work, work. Oh, make I need as the much money. money as you can. Yeah. Then you can do It's like work, 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 get a bunch of money, then retire. And his is the opposite. It's right. thinking first, what do you want to do? What are your passions? What do you want your life yeah. to be like? Design that life, and then let's see how to make it happen. Like he even has mm-hmm. this one formula where you – you you break it down to what you would need to make each month to have the like the things that you absolutely want like your passion things that you really want to have in your life not worrying about the money and you add that in to all the things all the bills you pay regularly and then you you multiply all your bills by 0.3 so you have a little bit that you're saving and you put it all together mm-hmm. and you divide it by the weeks and then divide it by the days and it was mm. dude it was pretty crazy when i finished it i can't i think it was i have i had to make one thousand four hundred dollars a week to have a dream life that was i like factored in going like to japan that month mm-hmm. i had money to go towards monthly payments towards like music equipment to build a studio and like all the, like it was like a cr- like I would yeah. never li- I would never go to like Japan every month, you know, or need to buy like spend money on like camping and music equipment each month. And I was like, "Whoa, dude, that's like not that crazy of amount of money to live like and that was like a dream life, like doing all this wild stuff." Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So it was kind of cool and he he writes like it's just, it's really, I love it. It's the work, it's a workbook format, which is how I, um, that's the stuff I love the most and everything I'm creating is in that workbook context that there's a, there's a story to make you think about something and then there's questions that you write in a journal yeah. that you reflect on and then there's some kind of closing thing that makes you think about the, the subject or topic. Well, then, would you ever consider making a book for your company? Oh, def- maybe. I mean, my, my goal is to make a series of ebooks that are geared, that are shorter and geared towards one thing. Because I feel, I know, I know for myself, I'm very disciplined, and, I, and I'm always searching for help with things. So if, if I'm going, if I'm learning about music, I'm researching different books about music and music theory, and I'm trying to find books that will help me, and I don't really care if they're big or small, but I know like a lot of mm-hmm. people can struggle with that, so I feel like giving people smaller bite-sized things yeah. is a little bit easier, at least to get started, and then maybe have bigger things, because the book's actually like kind of, it's pretty transformative. Mm. like in general it's not it's it's a book about business and learning how to make money but it's so much it it's so much more than that you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. but it's a lot that's cool have you heard of the hundred dollar startup no that's that's probably a good one too oh wait I had it right here. Um, 
Saved by Chris Gulliabo. Gulliabo. Oh, that man. guy's awesome. Probably... Do you know how to pronounce his last name? Because I think I just mm, smashed it. No, I f- yeah, I think I, f- I feel like that one might be a French name. Like, which I should be able to know because I took French for eight years of my life. Yeah. So Gulliabo. 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 Yeah. It's G U I L L E B E A U. Yeah. That guy's awesome. He has a really cool YouTube channel where he interviews just phenomenal people about different topics. Yeah, I think he talks about that in the book. Well, he talks about interviewing people. To make this book, he interviewed like like a ton of people. Yeah. It's really a good book. Yeah. Yeah. It just uh, I guess I should describe it a little bit. Um he, he just is talking about how like it's pretty simple to start a business when you really break it down. You just need a product, a way to sell it, and like a, a way to get the money. Yeah. And then and then everything else you can like work on from there. But like yeah. that's the beginning of a business and he's he just you know it's called the hundred dollar startup i think because a lot of these companies that he talks talks about they started with like nothing so yeah um you know as long as you save up just a tiny bit of money to like start a business you can but i don't i don't think it's it's necessarily helpful for me right now just because i think it's a very interesting read and it and it talks about lifestyle like you're saying because it's it's more about the fact that you you have people who are like even like ceos who are making a lot of money and then they like but they don't love their life and they and they choose to try to start their own business um and then their whole life has kind of changed because they're doing something that's more fulfilling to them um I I think too we have to stay away from like glorifying entrepreneurship because I think sometimes it might not be the best thing for someone like oh for sure yeah I heard you know like because you have to you have to be thinking about it kind of all the time um yeah you do whereas if you have a job that yeah like if you have a job that like you at least enjoy and you can go home and just like forget about the job some people are happier with that lifestyle you know so oh for sure um, yeah yeah you definitely have to be make sure to say that you definitely have to be willing to lose money and not be successful in what you feel success is for an extended period of time but pursue that passion project unrelentlessly Mm. regardless Mm. which is that's the tough thing going back to what we talked about earlier with what i'm going through now because normally given a normal situation normal economics that i've known for most of my life i would be saying oh i definitely need to do this now but there's like this Mm -hmm. air that's like whoa like there actually might be a possibility that it's actually not possible at that moment you know Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this this has been a humbling time in that way, in that, like, you just kind of never know yeah. what could happen. Yeah, no, that's, it's definitely true. But, but yeah, that's a cool book. I'll have to check that one out. He, he's got a cool story. Uh, maybe I'll read it and then give it to you. I'm, like, halfway through. Oh, okay, And yeah. then you read your book and then give it to me. Oh, yeah, I'll be done with it switch soon. back. Yeah, you would definitely love it. It's just so much. It's so much with journaling. I don't. I mean, I know not everyone likes journaling, but if you are interested in journaling, it's an it's a pretty uh, cool book. And he's. Just, I think he's I've an, seen. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. In general, he he talks mm. a lot about learning. His YouTube channel can be really weird. Like he was recently, he's been learning how to play the hung drum. Like that wild mm. inverted steel drum. Do you know those oh, ones? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he just yeah. so he just had a video the, talking they, about that. They're like, they look like yeah, UFOs. they're like a pan. Yeah. Yeah, aren't they? Aren't they like really hard to get your hands on? Like, th- there's like a couple companies that make them well, and then that's it. Yeah, they right? they are pretty hard to get a hold of. I don't know if it's still like that. Hmm. But. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's crazy. But so like he'll he'll talk just about oh yeah, I've been taking drum lessons lately, and he'll just talk about mm. learning in general because he's, mm. he's involved with learning. It's kind of cool. He talks about how he he's actually built his lifestyle that to work a lot less, but the things he works he still works a lot just because that's what he likes to do. And he's pretty, mm. he's pretty self-aware, which is just, I, I, I always just admire. I love listening to people who are self-aware. Yeah. Mm. Especially men, because I feel, and I don't know if, if this is like my own personal bias from what I've experienced, but I feel like there's less self-aware men, and especially mm-hmm. self-aware men who have you know, a wide-reaching voice, who are kind of famous. Mm. So it's just it's interesting some of the stuff he talks about like dealing with depression or different stuff it's it's cool to be like oh whoa all right so like you you are successful and you have all these things and you still deal with that stuff so it's like oh okay all right so that's not that doesn't change mm. that's just still stuff you know you have to have your mental right, health in right, check. right yeah yeah so it's almost a reminder that at all times we I always like to remember that you can't expect to achieve a goal and then be happier than you are now. Like this idea that once I do this, I'll be happier. Um, yeah. It's oh, happiness is always a practice in the here and now and like figuring out ways that you can, um, like kind of balance the mind body spirit you know like that and and like and maybe for like for me i'm learning more about like like these conversations a healthier relationship with my girlfriend like uh, you know it's more of a balance of everything and just because i work at a job i don't want to be working at anymore doesn't mean 
I'll be happier once I'm not. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like more. It's more about a well-rounded uh, outlook on on your entire life. Yeah, definitely. That's going back to what I was saying earlier, where lately I'll be doing all the things I want to. I'll have on paper a perfect day as to what I want to do, and even within those times, yeah. I'm still battling with certain things and it's like come on yeah. man like, this is what you want to do but it's that it's right. it's that constant check-in because ha- i mean happiness is it's it's a choice and it's a practice and it's like you said every yeah. moment mm-hmm. but yeah yeah going going back to what you said about uh, masculinity i it's so funny you brought up masculinity because I just last night watched a movie called The Mask We Live In. Have you seen that? No. It's a, it's a, I think you would like it a lot because it's a documentary about like adolescent uh-huh. boys and how they're shaped to become uh, sort of desensitized or it's about it's about like the multifaceted issues with um, with masculinity in our country and like how yeah which is, I mean it's 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 an issue yeah and it, it it you know it spreads wider than our country I'm sure for, I mean for, for sure though I think our country has a partic- particular issue with um emotions and like men it focuses a lot on the the film focuses a lot on emotions and how men are basically told that they're not allowed to feel anything other than happiness anger uh and that's like it (laughs) like if you're if you're sad you can't cry right you can't show that you're sad you can't share your emotions so it's it's really cool it's about like learning it's about like how men can learn to adopt the feminine in order to solve a lot of like the issues they touch on like mass shootings that are going on and everything like this um and it's just also uh, from an artistic point of view like a beautiful movie yeah um yeah yeah i'll have to check that out i'm trying to think of the movie if I can't think of it, I'll text it to you. I just watched a movie. I think it was on Netflix. Do you have Netflix? Yeah. Okay. Um, but it was it was such a cool movie. It was beautifully shot. It was a unique story. Like it had it had story elements mm. that were cool. Like it, it was a it was it was a unique take on things. Some of the stuff you know was you could imagine what was gonna happen you could it was predictable but Mm. some things was like oh that's do you have yeah do you have a oh let me know when you know what it is and i'll I'll watch it yeah um do you have a boston public library yes i do um account yeah i have i have three library district accounts me too (laughs) yeah that's funny um it's always good. I mean, like, you can never go wrong with having a library card. Dude, I'm, I'm, um, I'm upset that the libraries are closed. I, I was so close to getting a bunch of stuff out of the library right at the end. 
and oh, I should have just uh-huh. done it, but I was thinking, oh, I have, I already have books and things I need to read, but I was like, oh, man, because I wasn't thinking they were going to be closed this long, because they might be closed for a while. Yeah, yeah. But, dude, because of that, you know what you could do, and I strongly recommend it, is going on there. Do you often use their online? No. Like, no. Resources? I use the noble so stuff, if you go, but not, not the Boston. Okay. If you go to their website, and I'm sure this is true for, like, a lot of different states, um, uh, they, there's, like, you know, you make an account. I think it's probably a separate, it's, like, a separate account. You use, like, your library card number. Um, yeah, I have that And you make, like, up. a password. Oh, okay. Then... There's this section, books and more, and, like, you can watch so many amazing movies. And, oh, uh, wow. Like, um, yeah, like, it's pretty insane. And, actually, they have, like, really, like, a lot of, like, older stuff, too. Yeah. Um, that you just, like, wouldn't find on Hulu or Netflix or, or even, like, a lot of it, like, I don't think you could find on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So, it's, like... And it's a lot, oftentimes geared towards education, but usually, I don't know, just like, it's really, I would check it out because it's, that's where I found that movie. Yeah. Um, oh, it's yeah. on uh, Canopy. Canopy. All right. I'll definitely check that out. K-A-N-O-P-Y. Yeah. So anyways, that's a good movie. Yeah. Masculinity is about sharing your feelings. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually one thing capoeira has been very healing for me because um mm. brazilian men have such it dude it's such a weird combination of things with like um, really? culture especially within capoeira because there's this there's way less of a physical uh distance between men like mm. like they'll like touch you and be like ooh, like Look at those muscles, like, give you a little massage. You're like, oh, look at this guy. Like, uh-huh. you know, like, things uh-huh. like that. And I remember I was when I was at my first um, baptizado, which is a baptism, um, there were so many people crying. Like, people were getting new, new belts, coras, and crying. And it was so emotional. And a lot of times in the singing, people will be crying. Because Capoeira has wow. this emotion to it, and it really helped me with a lot of things. Like I, I remember, I hadn't cried in such a long time. In like happiness or sadness, and Capoeira helped open up that, especially with the music. Because Capoeira music's so intense, and you just have groups of mm. people singing together and drumming really hard, and it just has this energy to it. Hmm. And I remember one day I was watching a, watching a movie or listening to music and I started crying. And I noticed I would cry way more at different things. And I would let myself. Because mm. it was like, partly it was seeing all these men who are like crazy capoeistas. Like just ripped up and doing backflips. And then to see them go from semi-fighting each other and battling and doing 
all these crazy movements and being super strong to then singing their hearts out and crying is like yeah. whoa, you know, it was a cool thing. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. But and one thing it was funny because you just you mentioned the mask. And I just recently I wrote a poem about from the first day I went out, I was like super anxious. So I came home. Anytime I'm anxious, I have to write. So I ended up writing this poem. And actually, I read it at at Wake Up Spirits this week. So it's not fully edited. But it's about masks. And you brought up the the mask, the mask people we wear. And I was like, oh, dude, I got to read this poem. Yeah, read it. All right. It was the first day you went out. So yeah, um, so I, like during quarantine. During the quarantine, so I had gone out at the beginning and I bought a bunch of supplies, and then I felt a little sick, with with breathing in my lungs. So I was like, "Oh, this could be coronavirus." So me and Melissa self quarantined in the house for two weeks, and if we needed stuff, my oh, mom whoa. or her mom would drop stuff off on the porch if we needed food. Um, and her mom was making us a bunch of Dominican chicken soup, which is so good <laughs> but they would drop it off so then i so it was weird before going to the store was weird because everyone was buying tons of stuff and buying tons of water and toilet paper yeah. so it was a little odd but then i hadn't been out at all for two weeks so then i went out and now everyone's yeah. wearing masks you're in lines like it's like one-way aisles in the stores and it was like holy it was just crazy yeah. i went home and i was trying to sleep and I couldn't, and I was just, I was like, all right, I should probably write, and I was like, this is pretty angst-filled, this could probably be like a poem, um, Yeah. and it's always cool, this is one, I, I, I'll talk about it a little bit after I read it, because it, it's like how, so, like a traumatic experience can open up a well, that like more things, can, mm. more things that are actually deeper rooted, that's actually why that bothers you. Like, why people wearing masks in, like, this weird pandemic bothers mm. you is a deeper reason. And if you allow yourself yeah. to start expressing the angst that, like, you can recognize, sometimes it just pulls along with it all the other stuff. Mm. Like, a visual for that is um, in Spirited Away. If people have seen Spirited Away, and the girl pulls on the handle of the river spirit... Mm. And it's the bike handle, and they're pulling, and they're pulling, and pulling, and all of a sudden, it's like, it floods out all this other trash. And then the river Uh spirit cleans itself. Oh, I love that. I love, Mm. I love that scene. Because I think that, the way I interpret that is that's what he's trying to represent. You see, like, this little thing. Oh, it's this bike handle. And you pull on it, and then it's like, bikes, and trash, and gunk, and. Mm. All right, but here's here's this poem. I felt like it, it made sense to this conversation. All right, so it's called Mask. A mask unmasking, basking in the absence of neon lights flashing, lacking access to fast packs, fast tracks packing. Where is my prime shipping? <laughs> Asking myself questions like where am I toe dipping when I should be diving in? Driving on roads less filled to stand in lines and allow the time for an idea to bounce in my mind. How many masks do I hide behind? 
For this facial constriction bears too much recognition of past memories and fogged vision to be utterly new. Have there been masks to prevent me from spreading my truth? Masks to prevent me from catching your sweet whispering. Ooh, cootie. See, physical distancing is new to me, but I feel as though I've been living in social distancing all my life. How close are we truly to each other's hearts? How many of us bask in the fullness of each other's fierce love? Yes, we've been singing. Yes, we've been dancing. Yes, we've been holding hands. But yes, we've been wearing gloves. Are you ready to see the dirt under my nails? Will you see me in a different light after viewing my bacteria through the microscope? I carry baggage with grace and keep walking in, but I still walk in with my hands covered with the dirt of my past. I have a mask that smiles through pain, a mask that will not cry, a mask that sweats and screams in the dojo, a mask searching for the reason why. Two masks to be two-faced, to clench face for a fast pace, and a mask that knows he's suave. It can be hard to hear me breathing when I'm breathing through the gauze. Now, I don't know if you're facing a similar remembrance, but as I sit here, my living room sometimes feels like a prison cell, and I ponder, is this the place I've traded my time and worked so hard in which to dwell? And if it is, then why does spending so much time here make me want to scream and yell? Is this drywall just another mask? Am I just looking for another task? Are my pursuings sanitizers of painful memories? Am I just seeking avoidance? But in this moment of clairvoyance, I need to voice this. I would like to dispose of all these masks and face the possible sickness, to show the unpasteurized truth within us, and without judgments, simply bear witness. Oh, that's so sick. I love that, man. That's great. Thank you. It feels, it feels like you've like said in words some things that I've felt and even things that I didn't even realize I have been feeling. Um, that's really cool. I just, lo I love that idea that it's like, well, we're not really, it's, it's new, but it's, it's the same as what we have been doing as a species. Yeah. Like, but through different ways of like, we might smile, but we feel a different way. That's our mask. Or we might hold hands. I love that line about holding hands, but we still had gloves on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, was, it was cool. I was just thinking of all these imagery of gloves and sanitizer and bacteria and all this stuff. And I was just tying it into concepts that I was feeling. Because it, it was true. It's kind of like, I'm missing physically seeing people, but also mm -hmm. there's not that many people I see often that I really know and communicate with on a deeper level. Mm. So it's kind of like the, like the social distancing is is not necessarily new because it's not like we're super socially open with many people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, and then I was thinking too, I was like, whoa, because I'm struggling actually being in my 
being at home so much but it's like whoa like Mm -hmm. you know i've like there's a lot of time that went into being able to be here so like whoa why is it so difficult like there's that's kind of a thing yeah energy and money and our whole like yeah a lot of our time as humans in america is spent to be able to afford being at a place and then when we're stuck i love that idea like then when you're stuck in that place like why does it feel like kind of crappy um do you put so much energy into like making the home yeah for yourself yeah yeah i think we just innately don't want to feel like we have to be in one place yeah that there's a part of because it's not like it's not like yeah it's not like i'm doing much different than i would have been doing if this wasn't happening right now but it's the idea that i i literally can't go hang out with a group of friends or i literally can't go in a restaurant to eat a meal with like hannah yeah uh those like the little freedoms that we got used to because you just can't like it we just like we humans don't like that we want to be free we want to feel like we have freedom yeah 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 no it must be like um some kind of aspect of like uh, a nomadic past or something sometimes i notice i'll sleep on my couch or i'll sleep in a different room just like in that like is exciting to me because like whoa I'm sleeping in a different place. Uh huh. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's like a weird thing, but I've I've always sure yeah that. yeah yeah. I love like for instance changing. I haven't in a while in this apartment, but I used to change my room when I was growing up. Like, all the time, I would change the like the layout of my room. Because I, like, wanted it, I don't know, I just wanted, like, this freshness of my environment. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was that poem. And poetry is definitely, like, a big component of, like, the being wellness stuff I want to do and something I want to teach. It's, it's kind of mm. cool, like, what poetry does. Mm. I always feel it's like one of the rawest forms of art or it's like a form of art that's like Mm. people can say some stuff and you're like whoa I've heard poems that have floored me it's like whoa how's that person expressing that thing either happiness or or painful with such flow and style and eloquence and it creates a conversation. Mm. Like, we just got into a cool conversation that kind of just popped out of the poem. Yeah. I mean, I guess right, all yeah. art does that, but... Hmm. Have you seen the film? It's a new film. It's called Don't Be Nice. I don't know. I don't even know if you can nice. see it. I saw it because I was, like, invited to this kind of exclusive... Um, sounds like I'm, like a cool guy or whatever but it was just i mean i was filming i was film. well i was just filming there's a local group uh called copper civic and they're a civil rights 
group. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been helping, or I've just been, like, hanging around with them and being a, a, a person with a camera whenever they need it. Yeah. And that they, they, put, they put together an event where they screen this f- new film called Don't Be Nice, and it's so good. It's about slam poets, and, like... Oh. The, it's a it, it follows this group of slam poets that are in this national competition. Yeah. And, dude, it's so good. There's one scene where this guy, they keep one of the kids in the group, they keep pushing him to not talk about Miles Davis. He keeps making poems about Ni- Miles Davis, and they're like, you need to make a poem about you. Yeah. Like, it's got to be about you, and, like, and I don't I don't remember how it came about, but he made this poem about his eyesight. Yeah. And it was all about his eyes, but it related to like his entire like home life growing up, and it was like, and he's like weeping while he's saying it, and it, I was just like floored, man. Like you got to see that movie. You got to get your uh-huh. hands on that movie. It's so good. I will. Yeah, because I I already own a few slam poetry like documentaries. <laughs> I love them. Oh, okay, it's yeah. incredible. I mean, high level slam poets do something that is outstanding. I mean, they'll take horrible events. I've heard some poems about like terrible pain yeah. and trauma, and they turn it into this super beautiful piece of art that must be mm-hmm. so healing for them. Because I know with some of the mm. poems that I've written, as soon as I've written it it like helps get it out of me or other poems have been all like a mantra or a prayer and i keep reading them and reading them and it comes more and more true Mm -hmm. like i wrote a poem Mm -hmm. about vulnerability and i've noticed the more i go back and read it it's like whoa since i've written that poem i've become so like Mm. way more vulnerable in these ways and i can see it and it's kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. You're making me want to write more poems. That's cool, man. Yeah. Poetry's poetry's awesome. And there's cool like different elements mm. you can use for different like performance reasons, but it yeah. can also just I mean poetry's healing in and of itself. Yeah, I feel similar like for instance, la- the you remember how last time we talked, I, I had this dream that I wanted to make into, that someday I'll make into a video. Uh-huh. Um, and, the, and I had another one recently where it was actually two nights ago. I woke up, I woke up at 4 a.m. and I, I had this whole like story in my head. And I, it's weird because I don't think it's like, it must be a dream that then when I wake up, I translate into like this cohesive story. Yeah. I don't really understand because I don't remember dreaming it, but I remember creating the entire story in the middle of the night. And it's yeah. like that that's happened very like for my film Hope. That was what it was. It was like this. It was like this dream state that I was in where I was writing the whole story at like 3 a.m. Yeah. So anyways, that just must be like my process. But. Um, what I'm trying to say is like these stories that I've been recently, they almost feel like they're not me, right? They're like this, this like bigger entity that's like 
or it almost feels like the, the like universal consciousness you know people talk about that like yeah and i happen to be the one that caught it and 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 then starts writing it down yeah you know this this idea and um um they they've been lately feeling more and more like like I've had more of a fluidity with creativity mm. and it feels more healing no matter what I'm making. Like it's like a healing process. Yeah. Like all art can be just like this healing thing. And it's like whatever you're feeling internally w- mixed with like the universe will probably turn into this idea if you are if you're open to it yeah that then you can like work at and put energy into like your poem like you put like the time to write that yeah you like knew that you had to sit down and write it and and then like when you're done you almost have to like let that floodgate open where you're like wow these are all the feelings i've i had and now it's done and and then like coming back to 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 experience your art later can be really healing too because either for me i've noticed sometimes i'm like wow that's how i was feeling then but i've like grown from that yeah or like or you're like oh i did not see that then but now i see it and now i see that that's exactly what i was going through um you know what i mean yeah 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 Art's incredible. That's, like, one of the things I love the most about art, yeah. It's, like, when you are doing it for yourself, it's, like, you're, it's, like, such a growing experience. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But the cool thing is, when you're doing, when you're creating, I was just listening to a, Duncan Trussell podcast episode about this and like the best art I think like when you're doing it for yourself but it translates it's still a communication to the rest of the world because people can people can relate to your feeling yeah like like I could relate not to all of them but to a lot of the feelings you had in that poem and I and you created a a way of communicating that that i didn't that i wasn't able to do but you were and so like it was like you also put me in the shoes of someone who would have had no gradual transition into where we're at now because you were quarantined for two weeks and i didn't i didn't go through that so like the all the other thing about art is i get to you open up your life experience to me and I get to see more of Greg, and it's like, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And, like, I get to, like, feel what it's like to be in your shoes for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, art's incredible. It's definitely yeah. super healing. Yeah. It is, it is, it's interesting, too. I, I, I agree with you in that I feel the best art is made by artists who are making it for themselves. Because then it's the mm-hmm. most meaningful and it's the most unique to them. And then you... The, yeah. And and because we're all human, we all share very similar experiences that pretty mm-hmm. much if you, if you share your unique perspective, 
it will be beautiful right. because it will be completely unique. No other person ever in existence in any place mm. within the universe could express it in just that way that you did. Yeah. And so it's like beautiful for that, but it also everyone's going to have some kind of connection to it because we're all human. And even beyond that, we're all mm-hmm. living beings. Like we can listen to birds sing and we think it's beautiful because we have that common connection that we're in the universe or it could even in mm. even stronger connection because we're in earth like we're mm. both earth beings mm. mm-hmm. yeah um i definitely think it's important to have to 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 create art for that reason and if it's not if it's not um There's, like, art for yourself that only you could understand and maybe you don't, like, try to publish it to anyone else because it's just, it was just for you. Like, there's, I have pieces like that where it's, like, I, that I'm not going to show that because it, it would almost be pretentious to show it because then people are, like, I don't get what's happening here and yeah, it's not a communicate, it's not a communication at that point, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's a communication to myself, but that's it. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's art like the poem you made or or, you know different things like that where it's like it is for yourself but you shouldn't keep it to yourself because that's something that i and other people could really benefit from hearing and to like feel similar feelings that you had when you were writing it yeah 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 art stuff no but they are. <laughs> <laughs> so that could that could be a good segue my accountable task was to uh come up with a name for the group i'm starting uh, or the company um it's it's unclear of what to call it right now but the production group yeah i would say um and to come up with a skit that I could make now or make it yeah, easier yeah. and produce like from start to finish and, and publish yeah. um, w- within a reasonable amount of time. Uh, and I sent you uh, the outline and I made like a storyboard yeah. for that skit. Yeah, the storyboard was awesome. Cool. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been enjoying because I love making storyboards that way. So I made a video of the storyboard and added like all the sounds. Yeah. Um, because then you get a feel for timing and for like the pace of the story and for the atmospheric feelings when you watch it. Oh, definitely. Um, and it makes it easy to then like when I well, as soon as that costume's done, me and Gus plan to go film it. Yeah. And like, we're just gonna make sure to just because you can film and keep social distance. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and the the storyboard and the way that I made it like made it really easy for me to know exactly like what I have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, I also really enjoyed it. 
because it was like it it was engaging and it reminded me of the simple some simple pleasures of just looking up at the sky and watching the clouds and the trees move in the wind Mm. and it's amazing it's weird i actually had a dream about that about like videos like that this week that there's there is something cool because sometimes i do watch it on youtube just interesting nature shots with calming music and how engaging that is Yo. Yo, yo. Oh, okay. Yeah, just phone call. Yeah, I just, I, for some, I don't know if it's your phone or my phone, but it was just not working. I kept trying to get the the video chat, but it wouldn't, it kept popping up and saying something, something about it wasn't working. Okay, that's all good. I turned my Wi-Fi off in case it was, sometimes our Wi-Fi at our apartment can be iffy. But, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um... So you were saying, you were starting to talk about, uh, um, you had dreams about yeah. this and then something about a YouTube video? Sort of. I was, I was dreaming about how engaging and how important it is to make simple content, relaxing content. Mm. Not content with mm-hmm. explosions and big things happening, but just someone... Mm-hmm walking in the woods or a lot of the stuff from like your video because 
Also, I watch a lot of Qigong form videos, mm. and I love them. It would just be groups of people or one person in a beautiful spot in nature, slowly moving, and there's cool music. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's like, whoa. It's om- I almost feel like we forget how engaging that is as well. Right, right, right. You know? Dude, space, I feel like space and time, and especially when that's coupled with just nature, like, in that, I mean that in, like, the nature of what it's like to be a human and the nature of, of actual nature, like, outside. Yeah. Um, is so important to me, and that's why I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do is, like, I don't see enough of that, and I see this rise. It's It feels like a problem to me, and I'm trying to solve it. Like, I, I see this rise in media that's just like really obnoxious and and designed to hook you in but not designed to heal you yeah um in any way or to feel healing in some way and i think it's i think you can have like i feel really good when i watch like shows like adventure time because it's like there's a story and it's engaging and it's fun but they don't they're not afraid to have a more natural like pace of like conversation or like you know or you know i just feel like there there is more room for um there's more room for art that's like consumable and involves involves engaging storytelling but is more human is more like is more healthy to consume yeah definitely yeah yeah man and it's so cool um from the business class i was taking the marketing class a lot of Mm -hmm. the beginning stuff was was asking just about questions about what are some problems you see in the world that you seek to solve Mm -hmm. so it's Mm kind of cool like that you're because you're what you're building is naturally building in that in like the best practices way of developing a a group or an organization is that you're it's like Mm. based on like all right here's a problem this is how we seek to solve it because it helps people get on board right oh yeah Yeah. and that's like a and that's like a huge issue too if you think about it like that's a that's a big issue for all modernized countries and all countries that are increasing their technology and increasing their technology usage that Mm -hmm. you know it's almost like lucky charms that's like what most media is that most people consume Mm. is like lucky charms and captain crunch and it's that right right like those cereal companies figured out the perfect mix of sugar and fat dude i know i know make you addicted to it and it's the same thing with yeah a lot of the media now it's set up to make you to have like dopamine dumps and then you're in dopamine withdrawals yep. and then you're searching yeah but it's not set up yep. like you're saying it's set to engage you it hooks you but it never resolves it's like an ongoing yeah, story plot totally. that never resolves and you never have a finish of it right and i love that analogy like i feel like we always talk about like healthy food and like what could be more healthy but we don't often talk about healthy consumption of media and i think that might partly be be because it's it's fairly like new for us to be so engulfed by it all the time um and and 
it's interesting too because it's like i love a good bowl of like unhealthy cereal from time to time oh, but definitely. like but like i'm definitely not about to eat it all the time because i'll start feeling like shit and i notice the same thing if you're watching like you know sometimes you watch like a show that's kind of stupid because you need to like turn off um but like I'm not, I don't love watching that kind of stuff all the time because it's the same effect that I feel. And I don't know if that's a common thing for humans to acknowledge right now is whether they're feeling better or worse after they've been consuming some form of media um, for a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, go ahead and binge that show on the day that you're, like, wicked sick or whatever. But, like, I feel like we need to be more aware of the effects um, on our brain and on our nervous system when we're watching something that's like really explosive and crazy or like absolutely ridiculous um, and like you know just full of like nasty humor or you know stuff like that like family guy for a whole <laughs> 24 hour period of time which you know i love i used to love family guy i'd still watch an episode now but again moderation and like yeah we need more we need more it's sad because it's it's like it's one of those things where i don't know that it would be mainstream for groups like the one that i'd like to create uh to be you know on, on these streaming networks because they rely on making money to exist right and like so they like this is the difference between to me shows you can find on many of the streaming networks versus like what i was describing before something i could find on canopy through the boston public library mm. like the very different types of content um but the canopy is like this free thing that i get through the library and netflix and hulu and all these companies amazon prime they're very much relying on people spending spending their money to watch it and it's you know it's an interesting issue yeah one, one cool thing, this, I just popped in my head as you were saying all this stuff, is this this time, this quarantine, is going to be, is probably such a huge media dump on people that you actually mm. might have some people starting to realize, you might have a larger majority of people realizing that some of this is just junk food. Because if you were, if you just mm-hmm. ate just Lucky Charms, for like a month you know everyone would feel the effects so i'm almost wondering there might there might be all these different positive shifts that come from all this stuff too because i could i could imagine being a kid and being bored out of my mind at this point you know because yeah like i i can remember even younger you know you can only play video games so much and you can only play one video game so much until you Mm -hmm. need a new one and watch mm-hmm. a TV show so much before you want to watch a new TV show. And, like, at a certain mm-hmm. point, this quarantine, 
because we're going to be here for a little bit longer still. Like, I could imagine being a kid and just thinking, like, whoa, like, this is weird. Like, this is rough. Yeah. I just want to yeah. hang out with people. It, so who right. knows? Right. No, it's true. I, I definitely feel like I, I've been changing because of the quarantine. And I, I like to think that it can help the world to change a little bit at a time when it's really feels like it's, it's needed, you know? Yeah. Um, on a large scale, not just like the United States, but the entire world has been going in a really odd direction. Um, or not odd. Odd's probably not the best word, but like, yeah, I just feel like it's it's a good time for this to happen. Never, yeah. not that it's ever a good time for like a large amount of people to die, but um, I and that's 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 one thing that I've been experiencing is like I'm not I don't feel that surprised actually, um, and haven't been feeling that way since the beginning of all this. Like, because I feel like we were like headed for this kind of thing to happen yeah it's just uh, i mean it's like, like an inevitable thing global, of nature yeah and then it hits really yeah. hard because we're starting to create global economies so then mm-hmm. anything that happens in one place of the world affects everywhere mm-hmm. else and also if things spread so much more rapidly because we have way more movement of people than we've probably ever had and people are talking about how we were more vulnerable to 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 um, spreading the disease because of um, spreading the virus because of five G network. Like I feel like we don't really know the ramifications of all this like technology sometimes until like things like this happen, and and then it's like oh okay now we can like look at it from a different lens. Like, is it better that we have faster internet, or is it better that we, like, you know, protect ourselves? So, um, yeah. But, um, my, so yeah, my accountability was, like, to make that skit, or write it out, and, uh, I, I, Again, it's cool that we have these accountable tasks because when once I get going, I just keep going. And I, I made the outline, and I was like, you know what? I want to make this storyboard. And I, I drew out the storyboard, and then I was like, you know what? I want to make that into a video. So I scanned all the images and made a video of it. Um, and then I was like, okay, that feels like that feels like step one for this skit. Yeah. Um, and then I had to come up with a name, and I kept coming back to this idea of of the belly of the beast um as a name for the production group mm-hmm. um because it's like this idea that you're wh- like wh- where is the person gonna go from here where is the main character gonna go from here this is like the the climax of the story and you're so sucked in and you're like wow like what is gonna happen um but then i started feeling like well the belly of the beast sort of has this connotation that it's like you're in a war zone almost like 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 it could always just be this like negative atmosphere yeah that the character is faced with so i was like you know what that actually doesn't agree because even in this first skit there's never really a conflict uh 
pitch being this half bird half man is is really just like it's like just seeing having a sneak peek of his life yeah um, and that i love that kind of stuff and i i don't think there always has to be a conflict so i was like all right well how do i get that same feeling of like this hooked into a story and i was talking to, on the phone with the, the only other person involved in this group so far, and his name is Gus. And he was like, well, what about the belly of the whale? Um, which relates to a story that I need to ask him about again, because I forgot what he had, what it was called. But then he was like, what about whale belly? Because then it's kind of like funny, too. Mm. So we're, we're going with whale belly production. Whale uh, belly I, production. I really, yeah. I like it. Um, so, uh, it ties in, you know, because it ties into the same feelings that I was going for of like, there you're you're in a story, but it doesn't have to be like a, a, a devastating feeling. Like the belly of the beast kind of felt devastating. Whereas, whale belly productions feels like (laughs) (laughs) like a little goofy but um and lighter um so uh i think my accountable task coming up should be to start working on a draft for a logo and like and i was thinking of doing a similar thing you've inspired me to do um like color psychology Uh stuff so so maybe come up with some colors too yeah um for brand for branding and my, I had a really good uh, therapy session, and my therapist said, well, why don't you start looking into, um, like, like researching what other groups might be out there? What, like, seeing if they, they exist, first of all, and, and then seeing, and I'm sure they do. I, I don't think it's that crazy what, what I'm doing. Um and then seeing what their path was kind of like to see what your your steps could be now yeah um which was a cool piece of advice um and she was relating to like how how would you make money um because i think it is important to like come back to that from time from time to time and be like okay like this ultimately needs to make money for it to be sustainable so like yeah what do i think about this so th- those would be my accountable tasks. Awesome. I just I just added an accountable task for me. So one thing I found oh, this week that was super cool. It's a free resource. It was from this website. I think it's called Five Column, but they're a marketing group, and they had a bunch of free resources and different blog posts about branding and building brand, and there would be like a blog part, a blog post on creating personality or how to use voice in your writing how to decide what your voice is and then you'd be Mm -hmm. reading through and be like oh what's your personality for your brand and then it's a whole nother blog post you know it was it kind of looped you in Mm, um but it was really good stuff but they have one page and i'm going to email it to you that had a a book that was a branding book and it got into at some points like labeling because it wouldn't necessarily be your competition, but you would be labeling groups that are doing similar things. 
yeah. and it writes okay. information about them and it's cool because they even they get into having you write like uh the personalities like the people that would consume your products and you write what's their age like where do they work what are, like what do they yeah. want in life and all these different things and it's it's a pretty okay. cool like deep dive into things and it talks about color and everything that's awesome yeah I'd, I'd definitely love to see that yeah so i'm gonna email that to you and this okay. week I, uh, i'll definitely work on editing the flyers um so i kind of have that okay. set and i need to edit my um this food this eating workbook that i've created because i finally printed it out we have a printer now so I printed it out, and I need to do some more edits on the printed version um, before I change some things and reprint it. Okay. So those are going to be nice. my accountable tasks. Sick. Did anything inspire you this week? Um, um, oh, starting the starting the On It 6 challenge really inspired me. Cause it was a... It was a nice mixture of different things. Nice, yeah. It and it, it kind of led to that um that Hanuman thing that you're talking about. Yeah, dude, and it's uh, it's kind of crazy. It's wild. It's 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 cool seeing how it's like affected me, and it's kind of cool because right from the beginning when I saw the challenge, I was like, that's actually a challenge I like have a possibility of winning. Like, there's not a lot of people doing it. And mm. I actually, like, picked some – they're, they're kind of, like, traumatic events in my life. Like, there were major roles mm. that this – it's dude, it's weird because it's a workout program. Like, it's not – there's no journaling. There's nothing that's even, like, dealing with trauma. But there's something about the mace that's, like, pulling up this yeah. stuff. It, so it's really it's, – it's cool. Yeah. That's great, man. I saw you, you had posted a video on your Instagram feed, which we could plug right here, which is B underscore N underscore wellness underscore. Um, and it was about um, that warrior. Oh, yeah. And envi- yeah, envisioning about. things. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's something I do a lot. And it's something actually. Certain teachers have talked a lot about in Capoeira, because like um, before I do sprints, I would actually I picture my I picture a panther coiled, mm. and I I keep that in my mind for a few breaths before I do a sprint, um, just to keep mm. that keep that idea in the mind. All these different That's things. Really cool. Yeah, I remember there's a really yeah. cool bodybuilder, Kai Green, who's really wild. He does these body like bodybuilder posing routines wearing masks and he's got like he's mainly bald but part he's kept part of his hair in dreadlocks and they're super long and this guy's like crazily muscle bound but he's like really good mover and he he'll Mm. do like in weird dances like kind of hip-hop style dances and then stop in like a really intense flexing pose but he would talk about hmm. visualizing while you work out and looking at bodybuilders and like if you're doing a, a chest workout, like picturing the, like the flexed ch- chest muscle of like a certain person 
and how that helps okay. activate your muscles more and then develops the thing that you're visioning in your mind happens on your body. Wow. Yeah, so it always apply that to different things. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that can be applied to like anything, right? If you if you're about to go into something and visualizing the way in which you can um, grow from the experience of doing it or the way in which you're going to do it or the way in which it, you want to feel as you're doing it those sort of things yeah definitely yeah so that was my and succeeding in doing what it is that you're about to do yeah, yeah. definitely. There, you, there's like stories and stories of like athletes who like professionally athletes and olympians who like envision winning the race in, or doing the whole race in slow motion in their head before yeah. they even do it um that's always interesting to me um just from the standpoint of like wow like that's that's like a human thing that we are able to do like we can we can be better at we can like achieve like great things that we maybe even didn't think we could do before by like thinking about doing it well yeah so like practicing your mind can help to practice your body yeah yeah definitely and what i'm sure spirit too because if you're thinking of su success your 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 nervous system is, is changing too yeah and you're you're like your literal spirit about life yeah, there's a really good guy, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he talks a lot about that. That like you, your body doesn't know. Like if you if you're super stressed and you're thinking about all this bad oh, yeah. thing, bad things, like your mm -hmm. your physiological system has no clue what's real and what isn't. So mm -hmm. if you envision yourself as successful, like you will literally physiologically change. Mm. So, like mm -hmm. so, like there's mm. like a science to it. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Um, I, my inspiration, I was on that, that Boston Public Library website and I, I saw, I came across this video of, I'm so bad with names. This is going to come up again and again. I, there was a photographer who made a video uh -huh. a long time. It looks pretty old. Like it, I think it was like produced in the nineties. Which is funny to say that that's old because yeah, I, I am know. a '90s child, um, but uh, it's just his. He's a he was a National Geographic photographer, and his photos are amazing. And he just he it's just an informative like thirty minute video about his creative process, and he said uh, a few times about how like he would go out and take a photo, and he'd he'd be like okay that was one solution to the problem like the problem being like you need to national geographic would be like go to yosemite and take a photo for this upcoming article about mountain climbers or something you know uh -huh. and rock climbers and uh he would go and take a photo and then he'd be like uh, that's one solution but like I need to change perspectives like what what are other solutions because you know you can't just expect to get the the picture on the first try and um 
he was like, what was inspiring to me when I saw the mountain for the first time? And he realized like it wasn't that position I was standing in. It was what I had seen, which was like the waterfall with a tree in front of it. So he like he walked up to the to the Yosemite to take a photo of that specific tree with the waterfall behind it and then he, he he got the photo that ended up on the cover of the the, the um magazine and what he was trying to say is basically like you, you you always have other solutions don't don't stick with your first solution because if you change your perspective you might come across like the magic of creativity mm. you might you might find you might find that solution z was like the one whoa that's really yeah. cool yeah so and i actually i put it to use when i was filming a short video for my final project for one of my classes i was on the last shot of the, the video and i had like storyboarded it a certain way and i was filming it that way and i was thinking like you know what? this doesn't feel like it's it's quite getting getting the message across so i started moving around and and just like and i and i caught a shot that was like much more interesting so i was like dang like i i just watched that and he taught me it's like so much about process and and perspective so that was cool was that it was that like a documentary or was it something you, you were reading? it was just like this it, yeah it was a it was a documentary but it was only like 20 something minutes long so it's just like one off um if you think of the name of that one text it to me because that that sounds like a really cool thing to watch okay yeah i'll I'll go check it out when we're done all right i know i wish i could like plug the name of the guy right now we can try to remember to mention it next time okay because that does sound that's like that's like anything about process is always so incredible yeah it's so important and it if is. you're not enjoying and and learning from the process then it's like the the final product isn't worth it anyways yeah you weren't like you weren't involved in the process yeah yeah because that definitely is an issue in our culture we're so product oriented that we get lost yeah. in the process and it's like but the process is the most important part mm-hmm mm. I still struggle with having fun with the process. I get like really excited about the end product, and I think that's something that I'd, I'd like to keep working on. It's just just to be like here in the moment when I'm making something and enjoying it, because I do really enjoy making art, but I sometimes forget to just like bask in that feeling. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, accountability, buddy all right it was a good talk we had it was yeah this one was long too this one was about we'll have to like think about i like your idea of um so i'm gonna stop recording yeah oh yeah yeah because the accountability (laughs) i thought that was a funny way to end it last time